Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, it's what we call a dress rehearsal for the real thing in, uh, in a couple of weeks. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. I, uh, I have my first legit home draft on the 28th, and I have my first non-home draft but first competitive draft uh on friday so really for me this is a dress rehearsal for for friday yep so for those that cannot connect the dots as to what we're doing we are in a live mock draft you know we always do mock drafts it seems like yeah but this is a live mock draft with actual people and uh we're gonna see how people actually actually are drafting nowadays now that we are it's crazy to me that last week they played the hall of fame game like it doesn't feel like the nfl season should have started already adam you could be you could be honest i'll be very honest with you how much of the hall of fame game did you actually watch i watched literally none of it i watched a quarter i watched a quarter it's all i could handle i went when, bowling with one of my friends so i when, did not watch any of it when i got a text from one of my buddies not jake saying um and I quote, bro, why the fuck is Josh Jacobs playing? That's when I turned it on. Because I was I was very confused. <laughs> and then you have the Raiders being like, oh, by the way, we're not trading Josh Jacobs. We're not looking oh, to trade absolutely. Josh Jacobs. That was not, a, that was not a, a rehearsal for him to uh, show what he's got to keep his job. And by the way, uh, being outshone, outshined. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the, 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 the grammatically correct way of saying it. I think it's I outshined. Outshined. Okay, there you go. Um, if that's wrong, I apologize. I don't shoot the messenger. Blame Adam. Um, but Zamir White looked great. Zamir White looked great. Josh Jacobs looked fine, but great versus fine uh, does not work out uh, all too well. But uh, yeah, that was the Hall of Fame game. I watched a quarter of it, and I am looking forward to watching the Giants though on Thursday because they're playing the bulk of their starters. So Daniel Jones will be out there from what I understand. Um, I don't know about the, Barkley. Is that the Snoopy Bowl or is that next week? No, it's the it's uh it's Giants Pats. No, the Snoopy Bowl is Jets is Jets Giants. You get a trophy at the end of it. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Because it's MetLife Stadium, so you get like a Snoopy trophy at the end of it, oh. whoever wins. Yeah, I was I was not I was not aware of this. Uh, it, oh it's, no, it's the, the the Jets are playing the Eagles. Which is weird because the Jets usually play the Eagles in the last week of preseason. Leave it to the Giants and the Jets to make a trophy for a preseason game. Truly, well, <laughs> unbelievable. Only trophy, only trophy those two teams will be playing for this year. Anyway, you know we'll be playing for many trophies, Adam. You know we'll be playing for many, many, many trophies this year. You'll get a trophy for getting eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. Who's getting eliminated in the second round of the playoffs? The Cowboys? Oh, I wasn't talking about the Cowboys. I'm talking oh. about Mikhail Arteta's Arsenal. What a performance. What a scintillating performance against That's Crystal Palace. That. What 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 a what a great, great bunch of players. Uh, scintillating? It's scintillating. Scintillating. Whatever. Scintillating. I'll tell you what. You know who's playing for one trophy in particular? Erling Holland is playing for that golden boot. I'll tell you what. He's overrated. Did you fucking see 
the brace that he scored against West Ham. A penalty and a one-on-one with the goalkeeper that I could have scored. Come on now, Adam. Hey, two goals is two goals. Conveniently leaves out the fact that he missed from five yards against Liverpool. Okay, in a glorified friendly. Oh, in a glorified friendly. That's what everyone says that that doesn't win the Community Shield. If you win it, oh, it's a great trophy. If you lose, Farmer's Trophy, fifth grade trophy, doesn't matter. Shit's terrible. Who wants to even play in it? It's a it's a useless trophy, glorified friendly. Well, yeah. Hey, all, all I all I know is that Arsenal are just one of the best teams we've ever seen. Uh, Gabby Jesus is fucking incredible. Uh, Alexander Sinchenko is, is a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, Bukayo Saka is amazing. Uh, oh, and uh, William Saliba is the love child of Franz Beckenbauer, Paolo Maldini, Marcel Desailly, Carlos Puyol, Tony Adams, Bobby Moore, unbelievable. Ronald Koeman, unbelievable, unbelievable player. Makes makes Virgil Van Dyke shed a tear. Virgil Van Dyke went into the match, watching the match on Friday, not following William Saliba on the uh, on the Twitter and on the Instagram. After the match, started following. My child, William Saliba, great guy. I'll tell and you he what. Didn't cost, and he's not going to cost us eighty million like his uh, Saint Etienne defensive partner Wesley Fofana is about to cost Chelsea. Sunday was very happy because not only did Man City win and beat West Ham, as is customary in Game One of the Premier League season, it seems like. Sorry, Ryan, but uh, Man United lost to Brighton at home. What a shit team! Honestly, I. I couldn't even revel in it. Well, I mean, I, okay, I could because it's Man United and fuck Man United. But I'm not surprised. Their recruitment has been terrible, and then afterwards, just so convenient that they want to. They're, they're gonna. They're, they're well. They're going to sign uh, Adrian Rabiot from Juventus, and then Marco Arnautovic, former West Ham legend Marco Arnautovic. What? And then, and the kicker of it all was because of feedback from fans, they're not going to sign Mark Karnatovich. Like, what? Do you have a plan? They're letting fans run how they are doing their transfer business. It is hilarious. And then they're spending the entire window focusing on one player who's not even going to come because he's either going to stay at Barcelona to get his bank, which he's owed, or he's going to go to Chelsea and play in the Champions League, which yep. is going to be fucking hysterical when he turns them down in whatever fashion it's going to happen, Mr. Frankie de Jong. I mean, it makes sense because why would you go to Man United to play in the Europa League? It doesn't oh, make any sense. Everyone knows the Europa League is peak European competition. Yeah, if you're Unai oh. Emery. Duh. Oh, we love the Europa League. Europa League is great. It's a great, great, great competition. Uh, we are 40 seconds away from this mock draft, but um, I also want to say um, to Yori Tielemans, if you're listening to this podcast, which you're not, but on the odd chance. Can you imagine? Uh, on the odd chance. On the odd chance. Don't have too good of an audition for the dance floor on Saturday, please. Thank you very much. You are supposed to be a double agent. We, we all know you're just waiting. You're, you're, you're waiting for Uncle Edu and Uncle Mikel to knock on the door and be like, hey, Yori, you want to come to the dance floor? I know. I know you're waiting for us. You're waiting for us. I'm waiting for you too, my friend. I I, I really am. By the way, we're two seconds away, and we are starting this mock draft. It is full point PPR. 
10 teams. And I am excited. The draft room is now open. Hip, hip, hurrah, hurrah. It feels like it, it, it has like a very um, like legit live draft vibe to it. Yep. I'm excited. So you're, you have the first overall pick. I and I have the fifth overall pick. And we have a lot of auto drafters, it seems it, like. Oh, no, they're probably going to come in. And if they, if they don't, then, well, fuck us. Um, now, is the fifth pick, is that what you have for the live draft that we're going to do? Actually, no. I think I have tenth. Well, why the hell did you pick five? I, I didn't. You stood It just put me in there at, f- at five. Oh, really? You couldn't choose? Or I didn't know if I could choose. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because I had the choice. This is America. This is America, land of choices. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But the only difference with this mock draft, I just want to point this out for the uh, lovely, lovely uh, folks at home, is instead of uh, three receivers, this is two. This is just how ESPN does it. ESPN are weirdos. Um, But for the live draft that we do, it will be uh, three receivers. Okay. One minute, so, thirty-three seconds left, and I also forgot to tell to tell you this is like a nice little uh, thing for uh, for everybody. Uh, the guillotine looks like it is going to be filled. Fantastic! Eighteen teams. I am so excited. Eighteen teams. Good God! Eighteen teams. Thousand dollar fab. No trading allowed. So oh my God! A thousand dollar fab. Thousand dollar fab. Mm-hmm. $1,000 fab, rosters lock after week 14, no trading allowed. So Adam will only get trade offers from me in one league instead of two. I remember there was a running joke where I would get a trade offer from Jake every Friday at like nine at like 10 a, or 11 a.m. <laughs> like while we were recording the required radio fantasy show, mm-hmm. I would just get trade offers all the time. But oh, I, from, from, from somebody else. Yeah. No, from Jake. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm joining another fantasy league as well. My office is having one, so uh, that's going to be fun. But I doubt it's going to be for any money. Probably not. Kind of like our bracket pool, which was not for any money. But um, fantasy oh, league is fun. Oh, you got to put some money into it. Got to keep the people enticed. Got to keep the people interested. I mean, I don't know. Not everybody's comfortable. Not everybody's hard. As hardcore as we are, where oh, we twenty dollars is twenty dollars. You make you make that in an hour's worth of work. Okay, here we go. Well, bird. I don't the... know. I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to go be different. Now, who the fuck am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Jonathan Taylor, number one overall pick. I am, I, I will say, uh, for full full transparency, I am considering uh, three guys for this pick uh, when we get to draft day. I'm torn between three guys. Okay. Well, the first three picks are Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and Christian McCaffrey. So I don't know if we'll have as much room for analysis just because we won't be going at our own pace here. Right. As we would be on a fantasy pros mock. So we might just end up saving a lot of our thoughts for the end. Uh, yeah. 
that's probably a safe a safe bet and we'll be able to uh to hopefully you know go back and look at most of the most of the selections see where see where things have gone and and you know stuff like that all awesome right Eckler. as it turns out espn is still using the same sound effects that it used when i was in high school and middle school that, that incredibly compressed sports center sound effect that looks like they recorded it on a flip phone it really should uh, be boom boom ba-da-dum, bum. what they do for the draft i'm surprised that derrick henry is still here to be honest with you and i'm going to take derrick henry well that's one of the guys that well it's literally between jonathan taylor austin eckler and derrick henry those are the three guys that I'm considering for the number one overall pick when we do this for, for real. So at number six, we have Najee Harris and seven is Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's surprised. And, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Jefferson over Chase. Excellent. Excellent. Good drafting. Yeah. I mean, Chase is good, but compared to Justin Jefferson, I feel like he's really volatile. I also kind of like doing these mocks on ESPN just because like, and I'm going to put my own ranks into this. I'm going to import my ranks. It's what I normally do for all my online drafts anyway, but it's interesting to see where everything is kind of shaping up. So like Aaron Jones, who is at 21, I know I have at 15 in my ranks. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, oh, okay, well, Aaron Jones, I have six spots higher in my ranks. Uh, if I can get Aaron Jones at as my second running back, I'm going to be jumping up and down like a child. Yeah, so uh, Jamar Chase went 1-8, Dalvin Cook at the 1-9, C.D. Lamb at the 110, and DeAndre Swift kicks CD's off. Nuts. This. <laughs> CD's nuts. <laughs> Kick DeAndre Swift kicks off the second round here. Interesting that uh, ESPN has Devontae Adams projected for for 96 catches. 96 catches, seven touchdowns. And y'all thought I was crazy. Hmm. Yeah, that's hmm. isn't that pretty lo- a lot lower than his usual? Oh, it's a uh, lot lower than, than his usual. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I have projected for over 100 catches. I don't have projected that low. That's kind of nuts. I told you, uh, and, I told you, you should listen to me. And then Diggs and Adams went right after Swift. Interesting. Interesting. Chase went in the first round and Diggs went second pick in the second round. Me personally, I'd be swapping that. You know, I'm thinking about going because I'm up in two picks. I'm thinking about going running back again here with, I mean, Mixon's still on the board. Uh, Fournette is still here. Alan Kamara still hasn't been suspended yet. So I don't know what I doubt he will. On that. I really. doubt he will. So I think if there's any suspensions going to come with Kamara, it looks like it's going to be next year at this point. Interesting. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Well, Debo Samuel went after Adams and then Mixon almost, it's like telepathic at this point, uh, went the pick right before me. So I'm up. I still want to go running back. So I'm going to pick 
Alvin Kamara. Because now, if he's not going to be suspended, then it's a solid RB2 option. I mean, Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara is pretty... I like it a lot. With the upside to potentially be the RB1. Yeah. I'm debating two different options. I'm debating playing it safe. Or I'm debating being a little funky. Funky seems fun. I, mean, I think I'm gonna be I think I'm gonna be funky. I could have even waited for your boy because he who's uh, sitting here at 22 and picked a receiver here, like a Tyree Kill, but um we will see. Well, I'm gonna be funky because I like to have fun. Okay. Okay. So it's a mock. It's a mock. It is a you mock. Have a little fun with this. So uh, after me, it was Saquon, Tyree Kill, Leonard Fournette, and then Bird picked Keenan Allen and Mark Andrews back to back, and then Javante Williams went at pick twenty-two. And Travis Kelsey right after. Yep. No. And then Mike, and then Mike Evans right after that. And what the fuck am I going to do? Hey, you're up. Uh, Got great options. I have some good options at receiver here. Or I could just pick another running back. Um, What will will notoriously conservative Adam Castor do here? It's a mock, but he's sweating like it's a legit draft. Like his life depends on it. I have $30 and 10 seconds. And he is a wild Adam Caster in his natural habitat. Okay, makers. As he feeds on the offspring of his partner, this is cannibalism being shown in the wild. See, I want—I really wanted to try my, my David Attenborough, but I was just like, you know what? Let's just go for generic, generic uh, Cockney right now, and uh, let's see how how it works. Anyway, so what do you – this is kind of interesting because I haven't picked a receiver yet. I mean, Aaron Jones, the 3-6 is just – that's silly. That's just that's just silly. Yeah. And, like, I love Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers, but I would I would have taken Aaron Jones over Cam Akers. Yeah, I, I mean oh. – like, But this is, like, the, the interesting part about this is – in a legit draft, would I have gone Taylor, Allen, Andrews? Probably not. But I want to see how this team shapes up. Like for for me, if I if I'm in a legit draft, like if we are in this draft in three four weeks, and I see Aaron Jones at the turn, odds are I'm going to be taking Aaron Jones. I don't care that Aaron Jones has the buy conflict with Jonathan Taylor. I I could care less. Yeah, well, honestly, at this point, I guess I couldn't care less either. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of good options at running back where it's, you know, Nick Chubb went right after Aaron Jones, James Conner, which is, who's okay, went right after uh, Chubb. So, and then Zeke and A.J. Brown, a receiver. It just... A couple options here, but um, I mean, looking at receiver because I have to pick one. I have to pick one eventually. Um, 
probably, I mean, hopefully Terry McLaurin is around. I was going to look at T Higgins, but that's not a possibility. Uh, DJ Moore is available. But uh, yeah, honestly, I think I might go with McLaurin here. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Not Terry Rozier. That's the other Scary Terry. Well, Scary Terry in this case is uh, Mr. McLaurin. Yeah, well, obviously. That's the sport we're talking about. Oh, this person is running it down to the wire. Yeah, literally. And they picked David Montgomery. Uh, All right. Scary Terry it is. So let's see. Where are we? So after Zeke, it was Michael Pittman, J.K. Dobbins, T. Higgins, David Montgomery, Jalen Waddell. I picked uh, Tara McLaurin. D.J. Moore went right after. And then Josh Allen and Brees Hall. And we are at the end of round four with Bird. There's one. That is not bad. Chris Goblin. See, now this is this is where the conundrum kind of begins because there are not a lot of really good running back options here that I'm loving. So I think what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to go for maybe the safest. I want to say the safest bet because there's no such thing as a really safe bet here. I'm going to go for my guy. I don't blame you for that because I was looking at him also at receiver. I think in round five, it's fine. I, I just want like looking at the running backs here, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell was a little bit, a little bit of a reach at that point. It was really, if I was going to take a running back there, it was going to be Jacobs or Gibson. And I just don't want any part of either one of them. So I'm just kind of, and, and Gibson also has the same by week as Taylor. And if it's worth it for a guy, if, if it's a good guy, that you're okay with having the same bye week as your as one of your other guys, it's fine. But do I really want to have Gibson, who I don't love, but also has the same bye week as Jonathan Taylor? Not really. Not really for me. So after you picked DK Metcalf, which I don't think I mentioned, um, Deontay Johnson went, and then Josh Jacobs, and then Antonio Gibson, and now I'm up. Um. Interesting little decision at receiver. I mean, because I have three running backs now and I still need to fill out my wide receiver position. Um, Just as kind of like, I mean, there aren't like too many great options. I mean, there are a couple of good options. I'm going to pick uh, Brandon Cooks. Safe. Just guy with safe floor. He could, he has kind of upside with Davis Mills at quarterback. He was like on a shitty team. He was one of the better receivers on shitty teams last year. Yeah, it's very safe. Very safe. He was the other guy that I was considering between it was between Metcalf and Cooks. 
Because, I mean, I was thinking about picking uh, your son, your other son, Amon Ross St. Brown. I do love him. But um, he's kind of logjammed now a little bit with Jameson Williams there. And also CJ Hawkinson, if he's healthy. And then DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. So there's a lot more competition for targets in Detroit than there would than there was last year in the back half of last year when Swift was banged up, Hawkinson was out for the season, and Amonara St. Brown St. Brown was like the only warm body receiver that the Lions had. Yeah, and, and he should still be in line for some level of work with Jameson Williams probably out until October at the earliest. Yep. So I'm going to actually, let's just do this. At this point, I'm just going to say all the picks at the end. Does that work for you? I mean, I'll help read them out because at the end, at the end, we just read them back. We will we'll be here for, for a million, a million years. So uh, it went Cooks at the 5-5 five, five with Adam, Darren Waller at the 5-6, Mike Williams 5-7, Patty Mahomes 5-8, Elijah Mitchell 5-9, Jerry Judy at the 5'10, Darnell Mooney at the 6'1, Kyle Pitts 6'2, Kyle Pitts 6'2 isn't bad. Miles Sanders 6'3. Ah oh, shit. Justin Herbert 6'4. That's who I was gonna take for my just for my Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen stack. Sound familiar, Adam? And then Gabe just- Davis at the 6'5. And then Adam's on the clock with 12 seconds left. Uh oh boy. Um, I'm gonna take Allen Robinson. Interesting. Just cuz. Kind of and like Hollywood goes at the six seven. So my one of my guys is going to be here. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. One of the opposites. It's like the opposite of a reach is what I did. It's just I picked somebody probably under there. No, actually, actually, I think that's no, that's what a reach is. Yeah, I kind of reached a bit. I could have gotten them later, Al Robinson. But um, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, Corlin Sutton, George Kittle went with the next two picks. I mean, my guy, our guy, Dalton Schultz is still here. Well, I have Mark Andrews. That's true. So I'm going to take my guy. Who I absolutely wanted. And then I am going to go for. That's Travis Etienne, by the way, for those that, that are listening. Yeah, when Hollywood, Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, and then Travis Etienne. I'm going to go for, you know what? Yeah. All right, we're going to go with the stack, just a different kind of stack. Why the hell not? Interesting. It's a stack. Oh, man, I am so annoyed. Uh, That's a damn shame. That is very shameful. So uh, you pick Lamar Jackson, then Amara St. Brown, then Michael Thomas, and then Dalton Schultz. As if they heard me, Dalton Schultz. Fuck. Um, Let's see. Decisions, decisions, decisions. I'm going to take... Cordero Patterson. Interesting. It's not really a me pick, but he's a guy I want to avoid like the plague. 
he's an interesting person. He's an interesting guy. I mean, he's got PPR ability. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He does. and Converted receiver. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of opportunity in Atlanta. They might they be might down con- a lot. They might convert him back to receiver, yeah. to be honest with you. They might. Then we have Hunter Renfro after Amari Cooper and then Tyler Lockett. Lockett in round seven, eek. Drake London in round seven. Wow. Interesting. See, now that's a pick that I like. Rashad Bateman back end of round seven, then Clyde Singletary, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, there's there is a guy that I want. I'm not going to get him. I don't think. But see now, if you're on ESPN, this is like that you have a whole litany of quarterbacks that are just bunched up together: Kyler, Dak, Jalen, Brady, Rogers, Burrow, Wilson. Basically, round eight, round nine is where you just should be. If you're not taking one of the elite guys, this is where you're looking at you know getting your starter in or around this spot. Zach Wilson's not he, not a, here around these guys. It's Garrett Wilson. No, because because Zach Wilson is busy banging somebody's mom. I'm going to pick Jack Prescott at quarterback. Oh, Dakota Rain, great guy. And then Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went right after Christian Kirk, then Jalen Hurts, and now you are on the clock. Oh well, this is easy. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Very interesting. Damian Harris, DeAndre Hopkins. Devonta Smith went right after. That's probably an auto draft. Tony Paul. See, now this is a team with Hopkins where I have Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Jonathan Taylor, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. I feel comfortable with this team knowing this team can get me three wins until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. And then I know that I'm sitting real pretty. Uh, I'm going to fill my Jets quota and draft Elijah. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. Then it was Alan Lazard, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, I'm looking at a tight end now, like when my pick comes up, because my guy better be there because I'm not I'm not going to say because apparently somebody's listening to what I'm what I've been saying and is drafting all the players that I like. But after Rogers is Joe Burrow, A.J. Dillon and Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, Andre Stevenson. That's sad because I really wanted to take him just to cuff Damien Harris, but that's okay. That's Chase okay. Clay- we move. We Chase Claypool, Russell Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Matt Stafford, and I am going to take Mr. Zachary Ertz. That's such an Adam pick. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
and then Traylon Burks went, went right after. Wait, I like Zach Ertz. I mean, he's going to be the number one guy for six weeks and maybe, and maybe more potentially. I mean, well, okay. He's, he might be the 1B when Hopkins comes back, but he's going to be. The, Hollywood is still there. But Kyler has more chemistry with Zach Ertz. Uh, Kyler also played with Hollywood in college. True. But uh, I gonna, think they're going to be looking more towards Zach Ertz. Go with Chase Edmonds. And that's Miami. if Hollywood could stay on the field. Miami. Yeah, it's fair. That's also fair. Um, After Burks, it was Melvin Gordon, then Kadarius Tony, and then Bird picked Chase Edmonds. And who are you looking at for your it? second? Do I do it for the memes? Oh, you you son of a bitch. You picked Trey Lance. Have to. It's my guilty pleasure. He is my guilty pleasure. Chris, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm sure you're happy that you're not on Reddit because like so many are NFL feeds are just Trey Lance with shit in practice. They're just retweeting beat reporters who are reposting tweets from beat reporters saying, did you know Trey Lance was shit with shit in practice? That's basically how that's going. Yeah. Yeah. He has not looked that great. Um, I need to pick another jet. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to pick another jet. I'm going to pick Kenneth Walker. So then after Trey Lance, it was Chris Olave, Dallas Goddard, James Robinson, and then Adam selected Kenneth Walker. Over a shot penny. Interesting. Well, I think that's how the depth chart is going to go. You think Kenneth Walker starts off the gate? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. It's going to be, I think it's going to be more split. But I think at some point, Kenneth Walker is going to overtake Rashad Penny. Uh, so after me. I got it. You can make your pick. Uh, Mike okay. Gesicki, Pat Fryermuth, Hunter Henry, Raheem Mostert, the 11-9, Brandon Ayuk, Robert Woods, Marlon Mack at the 12-2, Rashad Penny, Sky Moore. Oh, Adam, you missed out on your guy by one pick. Derek Carr at the 12-5. Isn't that a shame? It's a very much a shame. I'm going to pick one of your guys. Now, one somebody that you like a lot, uh, James Cook. Okay. Another kind of lottery ticket, high upside guy. After Cook, it was Jarvis Landry, Russell Gage, Jacoby Myers. Very, very, very interesting. There's someone that I just found that I... Uh, I want to queue up, but I can't right now, which really just is unfortunate because I'm going to forget about him. Um, no, I won't. I'll remember. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take um, – I'll go with Kenny Galladay. And then I will go with Handcuff, Nine Minds. Not bad. I actually like this team. I like this team a, a, a fair amount. RB2 is looking like the only haul. Out, outside of that, this team looks pretty good. I'm fairly happy with it. Which is kind of crazy. 
considering there's normally something that I hate when it comes to mocks, but this is actually this is actually a team that I can very much like if if I ended up with this team on draft day, I would be pretty happy with it. And we'll read the, the full teams out at the at the end. But there are there is one more pick that I want to make and I have to queue them up. Because oh, man, Adam, I wanted Michael Carter. Ooh. Uh or at some point. Do I? But do I want to make this pick and expose my hand to you? Anyway. Nah, uh, not going to. Not going to. I, I have I have my guy. I have my guy. I'm gonna keep this one close to the vest. Okay. Uh Dawson Knox went after Michael Carter and then no fan. Um huh. I don't know. I'm gonna pick uh Kokomet. It's weird. I've been drafting a lot of guys that you like. Why am I not surprised? Then after commit, it was Tyler Boyd, Kirk Cousins, Buffalo defense, Rondell Moore, David Njoku, Trevor Lawrence, Saints defense, Christian Watson, Packers defense, Jamison Williams, Adam is on the clock. Um, You know what? For the memes... I'm going to pick my boy. I pick Zach Wilson. Love the guy. That is for the memes. Throwing bombs and banging moms. Zach Wilson to Adam. Ravens defense then goes after that. I got I'm definitely taking a pick for the memes here if if he gets to me. He does. Excellent. Uh noted Arsenal fan. Justin Tucker. Oh, no the minted man, the newly minted Justin Tucker. For no, fresh off a four-year extension. No, noted Arsenal fan. Noted Arsenal fan. Great guy. Heck of a choice with football club. And I'll go with my guy. Yeah, why not? I'll expose him. Damian Pierce. And then the Bucks defense. I know that you you like. Uh, ah. I knew that you like Damian Pierce. I like him a lot. In the fifteenth, in the fifteenth round. Oh yes, please. Yes, please. I'll take all that. Thank you very much. Um, I don't really care as much about this. I'm going to pick the Colts defense. I didn't even. Then for kicker. Maybe we'll pick the folk hero if he's available. Did you see the Cowboys signed today, by the way? Yeah, they signed your favorite kicker of the Cowboys history. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, thought I, I thought I'd never have to do it again, but they signed Brett Maher. <laughs> Dick. Actually, I'm going to pick the guy who I can't believe is still in the league, which actually applies to a couple of kickers here. But it's not Robbie Gold and it's not Ryan Suckup. It's Matt Prater. He is still in the league. Hey, kickers. I remember Matt Prater was the guy uh, for Tebow Mania. Was. He was that kicker. And then he was, and then he signed with Detroit and then kicked a bunch of field goals there, like a long, bunch of long field goals there. Fun story. 
I'll take the Patriots defense because the Patriots defense is always uh, pretty solid. All right. So, uh, Adam, you want to read off uh, read off your team? Sure. Uh, I'll read in order that – actually, no. I see on the side here. So, I picked uh, Dak Prescott, Derek Henry, Alan Kamara, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Zach Ertz, Cam Akers, Colts defense, Matt Prater, Allen Robinson, Cordero Patterson, Elijah Moore, Kenneth Walker, James Cook, Cole Komet, and – Zach Wilson. So for the championship winning team of this mock draft, Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, DK Metcalf, the Patriots defense, Justin Tucker, Damian Harris, DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds, Trey Lance, Kenny Galladay, Naeem Hines, and Damian Pierce. So I guess I'll go first. I mean, my team is pretty good. It's okay. A lot of uh, this team doesn't feel as much like a me team because it's not as kind of floor heavy. A lot of there's a lot of uh, guys with upside here, like um, Cam Akers, for example, Kenneth Walker and James Cook and Cole Komet as uh, better examples. And um, I this team kind of makes me wish that. This is a three three receiver league because I might have a tough decision some weeks um, finding a spot. Like let's say Elijah Moore breaks out or Allen Robinson breaks out uh, or Allen Robinson rebounds. I'm going to have a tough lineup decision um, most weeks trying to see who I want to take out at flex or at receiver. But I mean, that's something you, you cross that bridge when you get there. But I think probably my big hole is at receiver, at starting receiver, um, and just receiver in general. I don't really have a lot of I th- a lot of like established guys. I think I might have panicked a bit and took K makers when mm-hmm. he was there. But where I could have gotten somebody, let's see where Aaron Jones. Nice no, well, I'm saying I could have gotten another receipt. I could have gotten a receiver. Oh, you yeah, you could have. But yeah, Aaron Jones, obviously. Uh, you could have taken A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman. I already didn't like Jalen Waddle as much, so that's kind of – Yeah, no. Nah. But those two guys were – Pittman and Brown probably would have been the ones that maybe I would have considered. Maybe even Higgins as well. Maybe. Yeah, well, I was hoping to get T. Higgins um, when we went back around, but he went a couple picks before, so rough. But what are you going to do? I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on my team. What do you? What are your thoughts on yours? I like this team a lot, and I, I know I say it all the time that if I can come out of a draft and I can only visibly see one hole in a team, I'm feeling pretty good about the draft. And that's exactly how I feel about this team. I see only one hole and that's at my RB two spot, which is fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, I think ETN has some significant upside where he could be a top 15, 20 running back in, in PPR, if not a little bit more, which I'm fine with. And I know at receiver, I'm just completely stacked with Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Deandre Hopkins after week six, I'm, I'm loving loving this team and if, if i could get this on in a legit draft i'd be really really happy with this um because i'm 
I love the floor this team presents, but I also love the upside that this team presents as well. So I'm uh, I'm giddy with glee over over this team, and uh, and we'll have this legit this legit draft live on the podcast. We'll have it. Uh, I believe the date for that draft because I put it I put it in my calendar today. I put all my, I actually put all my drafts in my calendar this year, so I wouldn't forget about uh, any drafts. Not that I would. But our draft is September 5th, Labor Day Monday. Oh, that's the the non-guillotine league. That's the non-guillotine, yep. That is what we'll be doing our live draft show. Oh, we're not doing a, the, a draft show for the guillotine? Not sure. Not sure yet. I know we're definitely doing one for the um, – for the – the non-guillotine because the guillotine could end up being a slow draft. There is that possibility. Really? Yeah. Well, I've definitely never done that. I've never just done because trying draft. to organize organize a date with eighteen guys is near impossible. Yeah, I noticed that you were changing it a fair amount. Not to take shots at my commissioner because you're the commissioner. Well, so trying to get a date, that, trying to get a date that works with eighteen people is next to impossible, and one of them is in another time zone. Yeah, exactly. So, what are you gonna do? Um, honestly, the other thing with my team is that I feel like my running backs might overshadow some, or might make me less worried about my lack of production at receiver and tight end because just. I have two potential RB1s here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like that. And I think that Alvin Kamara might not go. Uh, I think the running backs, there were some players where I'm like, wow, you're going a lot. This guy's going a lot later than I thought. Um, we saw it early in this draft with like, I mean, Zeke's going in the, at the back end of round three. Um, Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones at the back end of round three. Yeah, if you if you're in a draft, you have the opportunity to get one of James Conner, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers at the middle to back of round three. You better be loving life. Even J.K. Dobbins as well, who uh, returned to practice this week in a full capacity with Baltimore, it looks like he's ready to play, ready to go at least for Week One, which is huge for uh, anybody that's interested in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, getting him at the, the back end of round three, early part of round four. I think it's ex- an excellent price for someone who's going to be heavily featured in a run-first offense in Baltimore. Yep. The interesting thing also, before we kind of wrap up here, is the amount of receivers that went in the first 15 picks of the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Cooper Cup at two, which is crazy. Oh, that guy or that person was definitely – trying to experiment, I think, trying to see what would happen if he took Cooper Cup at, at two. Oh, definitely. And, you know, that's totally fine. So mock drafts are all about. And you have uh, Justin Jefferson at seven, Chase at eight, C. Lamb at 10, uh, Diggs at 12, Adams at 13, Debo Samuel at 14. I'm surprised and maybe this is also just a lot of people kind of playing around with stuff because we're kind of not early into the process, but people are still kind of working stuff out. There's a lot of there's a lot of experimenting that's going on. 
Yeah, but I'd be surprised if this is actually how drafts yeah. will go when they're when it's showtime, like real drafts. I mean, um, res- receivers are going to be picked in the first round, but you're having like a third of your first 15 picks being receivers. I don't know. I could see it. I could see it. Just because it, it depends on, you know, how how heavy on the ranks people are going to rely, especially in online drafts. And offline drafts, I don't think so. I think in offline drafts, a lot of people will, will definitely lean on the foundation, lean on their running backs, and then figure it out with receivers as you go along. But in online drafts, especially in ESPN, which as we just saw, there's an emphasis in PPR leaks on the receivers. Yeah, I, I think there's a possibility that we see a lot of running back receiver if not people going just full zero RB and just going receiver receiver. I think some people, some people are going to see the opportunity to go Justin Jefferson at eight or nine and then go Jamar chase in the second round or go Stephon Diggs. All right. Jefferson Diggs, Jefferson chase. Whew, that is lovely. And then, and then as we just saw, there's the potential that you can get a Zeke, a Chubb, a Nick, uh, James Connor, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins in the back end of round three, early part of round four. Absolutely. If you can guarantee, if you can guarantee me that, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that also, I mean, that the reason that we were able to get those running backs so late is dependent on the fact that these receivers went early. And I mean, the person who was at eight, you know, they had they got Chase. And then they have Adams, which is pretty solid as uh, as picks go. And then they got James Conner in round three. So you know, that's not that's not bad. That's great. That's not bad at all. That's, that's really good. But I think that you're kind of you have to kind of go with the flow of your draft. Where like if this is how it's going to go, where you have a bunch of people picking receivers early then a knock-on effect of that is that you're going to get players later than you would have initially imagined because you're assuming something when you're looking at some mock drafts, you're assuming that people are going to be going a certain way when it goes the other way, then you have to kind of adjust that and reap the benefits in this case. Yeah. Well, that's why I always, I always say, you know, when you're, when you're preparing, however you want to prepare, you always have to have a couple different strategies in mind. You always have to be open-minded to natural pivots when, when, when they occur, you know, you can't just go into a draft at the first overall pick and say, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to take uh, three running backs to start, you know, go Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, whoever it may be. And then be like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to be taking a running back, running back and just going first three rounds, running back, set it, forget it done. Like you can, you can have that idea in mind, but say that a guy like Debo Samuel were to fall to you at the back in the second of the second round, you should not hesitate twice to then to take Debo Samuel, even though I'm not a big Debo Samuel guy. I think if that, that's good value at the back at the back end of round two, I that's where I would be like, yeah, I would I would definitely be in on that. It's again, and I mentioned it about a million times, and I'll mention it a million more times. It's what Adam and I did in the co-owned draft last year with DeAndre Swift. We both really didn't want DeAndre Swift. We had passed on DeAndre Swift uh, in a previous round, and we had no intention of taking DeAndre Swift at all. But 
value came into the mix. We saw a good opportunity to take DeAndre Swift. We took him, and he was great for us. He was not the reason why, you know, our team ended up falling apart. It was not because of DeAndre Swift. Nope, it was because of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. But, and Julio Jones, to be fair. We actually relied on Julio. Uh, yeah, and we traded Hollywood too early. Nah, not really. Not really. We just traded him for the wrong guy. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that DJ Moore deal did really blew up on our face. DJ uh, Moore wasn't the guy. No. It was, it was Evans. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, in this draft, I think there was a fun example of this in the first round where I didn't think Derek Henry was going to be here at fifth. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm going to take Derek Henry. Like I did barely even thought twice about doing that because you're just, you're at a great opportunity. I'd feel weird passing on Derek Henry in this scenario if he's available. At five. At five is definitely a decision that you have to make, for sure. But, I mean, that's just because the person at two uh, drafted Cooper Cup. And, you know, it's all... Fantasy drafts kind of are like a domino. It's like a lot of stuff do, uh, has domino effects on things that happen later in the draft. So... It's all connected. You can't treat every round or every pick like it's in a vacuum because there are things that are because everything affects everything else. It's all connected. If you're if you're at five, you better hope that one of the top four take cup because then you're going to end up with a McCaffrey, with an Eckler, or with a Henry, and you're going to be loving life. But even if you don't, and you and you settle with a Dalvin Cook, a DeAndre Swift, PPR, or a Najee Harris, that's fine. That's fine. Or you could take Cooper Cup. Or you could take Cooper Cup. Yeah. Which I'm considering in one of my in one of my spots at five where I'm gonna, I might be a little funky. That's something that I have considered is is taking Cooper Cup. Interesting. Well, this has been fun. I've uh yeah, we should do this every year. At least one live mock. Yeah, agreed. Before we do a live draft. Yeah, before you do a live draft, do a live mock. Just to see how everything goes. See what people are thinking. Kind of get, take the temperature of the fantasy football community. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. That's our Bye-bye.